Pleased to welcome in the voice of the Hartford Hawks, Jeff Dooley joins us now. And uh, Jeff, welcome to you. We appreciate you being on with us. Yeah, John, thanks for having me. Certainly exciting times uh, here in West Hartford, Connecticut, for the Hawks to get their first ever bid and a gigantic challenge going up against Baylor. But uh, I know I know the kids and the coaches are really enjoying the week. Well, it's got to be exciting, especially given that it's your first NCAA tournament appearance. Uh, what a great accomplishment. Well, thank you. Yeah, they've worked extremely hard. They've only been in the title game three times, and then last year was one of them, and and obviously due to the pandemic, that game was never played against Vermont. So they've been waiting, almost like spinning their tires and and just waiting for the time to come for for 2021 to roll along so they could finally play that game. And and they did. They played it, and they won it in Vermont and, and earned a right to go to their first ever. So it doesn't happen a whole lot. Although the team's been very impressive as a mid-major club the last couple of years, but uh, for them to finally get the the chance to go, it's it's really rewarding for I know the, the kids and the coaches that have worked extremely hard. Jeff, uh, for Coach John Gallagher and the Hawks, uh, was this a year that uh, that you were kind of pointing toward? I mean, did you think this was the type team that could end in the uh, end of the season in the NCAA tournament? I think so. I think if you, and and I did, I talked to him before the season started and and obviously with the pandemic going on and with teams going on pause, it was a unique situation. I I think for everybody in in college basketball, Hartford did not really get affected themselves in terms of uh, having to to have a couple of pauses, um, which a lot of their opponents did. They did have some games in the preseason canceled and it was a very short preseason. They, they opened up against UConn and, and actually played the Huskies tough till about five, six minutes left in the game when UConn pulled it out and, and then had a non-conference game at, at Mohegan Sun uh, against Villanova, who was uh, obviously a powerhouse, uh, you know, heading into the tournament before Gillespie went down. So um, those are the two non-conference games. And then it was basically, you know, blink your eyes and the season is here. So, um, and they did a really nice job. They, they went 15 and eight uh, overall and, you know, if you take out those two powerhouses, uh, you know, UConn and Villanova, 15 and 6, pretty impressive. But, yeah, to answer your question, I, I think, John, they were expecting to be pretty good. They got everyone back uh, besides Malik Ellison, who was a, really a, an, an impressive player. But they've got really good guard play with, with Tracy Carter and Austin Williams, and, and they were really expecting good things this season. And, you know, it, sometimes it takes a perfect storm, and UMBC ended up losing. They go to Vermont and win. Next thing you know, they host the team, and it's a four versus six in the America's Championship. And, <laughs> wow. and Hartford ended up getting the win. Jeff, uh, you jogged my memory a little bit when you said that you played Villanova at Mohegan Sun. Uh, Baylor was supposed to be up there uh, at one of the opening tournaments the second second weekend of the uh, at the start of the season. That trip didn't happen for Baylor. And I think Baylor was supposed to play Villanova there. Did Hartford step in when Baylor couldn't come in? Is that that game? Yeah. It is, I think you're it? right, John. I, I think, think that that's was right. The situation. It, was, it was done, I know, basically overnight. Um, their coaching staff got together and called and and said, you know, you you guys are healthy, right? Number one, yeah, we're healthy. <laughs> right. And you come down and play the game in Mohegan Sun and and uh, Uncasville, which isn't too far from here. And and Gal said, listen, we <laughs> it's a huge task to play Villanova, but you know what? We're gonna we're, let's let's do it. Let's see how good we are. And 
it was one of those games, too, where Villanova, they were really good. I think they hit 15, 16 threes in the game to get the win. But uh, I think you're right. I think they did take the spot of Baylor. You know, I hadn't thought about that, really, and, and really I'm just now diving into your notes. But uh, how about that? There's a connection, uh, kind of a non-connection connection between right. <laughs> Baylor and Hartford back in, uh, in November. Jeff Dooley is our guest, the play-by-play voice for the Hartford Hawks. And Jeff, you mentioned Austin Williams a while ago. He's really been on a, on fire as of late down the stretch. What makes him so dynamic, and how can uh, that that Hartford utilize him against this uh, Baylor defense? Well, he's a guy he can he can get you in a couple of ways. He, he's got a really good jump shot, and he's also someone that can attack the rim. One of his dunks was featured on uh, ESPN Sports Center this year. It was a top ten play. He actually dunked on two kids in the conference, just went up, and he can get up there. And he, it, we're seeing him, guys, for the first time because he's a transfer from Marist. So he actually sat out last year uh, due to the transfer rules and, and got a chance to practice every day, but we didn't see him in a game. And the coaching staff said, Jeff, you're really going to like this kid, Austin Williams. He, he Last year at times he was one of the better players of practice, and, and he has really been fun to watch. Really get off to a nice start. And he and, and senior guard Tracy Carter, who played at Marquette and also uh, – LaSalle is the other guy, then he's really good defensively. He can lock down, um, you know, the, usually the best player for the other team. He's led the conference in steals the last two years, and, and Coach Gallagher talks about him being the, the best defensive player that he's coached, um, you know, in his, in his tenure at Hartford. So um, those are the two guys that really make this team go. And Hartford, they, they all really pride yourselves on being physical and forcing those turnovers. How do you see that uh, matching up with Baylor? Well, obviously, Baylor's, you're talking about a different beast with the Bears. Um, they're, they're just, you know, so strong. You're talking about a completely different athlete. It would, it would have to be, talk about the perfect storm. It would have to be a situation where, you know, Baylor is going to have to miss a lot of shots and Hartford's going to have to hit those shots. They do have some shooters, though. I mentioned Carter and Williams. Hunter Marks, like a lot of shooters, he's pretty streaky, but he's a guy for, for a, a, a fairly big guy for the American East Conference. He can shoot. Uh, DJ Mitchell is someone that, actually came off the bench as a big spark. And then when Moses Flowers went down with a season-ending injury, who I think was one of the best players when the season started, people haven't even talked about it. They've gone basically the entire season without Moses Flowers. But Mitchell had to move into that cast as a starting player and really did a good job with that. And then you look at uh, Miroslav Stoffel, who's a big guy in the middle. He'll also shoot the three. He's uh I think he's made six or seven three-pointers this season, but he can play away from the basket. He can also try to get you inside. And then two of the other guys that have been playing down the stretch, Mike Dunn, who comes off the bench. He's a really good three-point shooter. And P.J. Henry, who's the backup point guard to give uh, you know Tracy Carter a little bit of a rest. So they're basically playing seven, eight guys now. Thomas Webley's another kid. He's from New Zealand. He comes off the bench, and he'll, he's like the backup five, so he'll come in to give Stoff a little bit of rest. And the other thing is Hartford cannot get into foul trouble early on, or they're going to have a, they're going to have their hands full anyway. They got to try to stay out of foul trouble. Jeff, uh, looking at your notes, uh, one of the other things I notice is uh, the Hawks are 10th in the nation in field goal, three-point field goal percentage defense, allowing teams just 28.7%. I'm sure you've seen Baylor is uh, number one in the nation in three-point percentage shooting. So that's, uh, that's a, a stat and a uh, battle on the perimeter worth watching. Yeah, it is, absolutely. And, you know, I, obviously when you're playing mid-major teams, it might be more, um, you know, realistic when you, you go up a teammate, you know, against Baylor, 
uh, who knows? Um, you know, I'm sure John Gallagher's not going to have that in his speech when he talks to the team before <laughs> the game. He, but I think everyone, uh, you know, wearing that Hawks uniform knows the gigantic challenge that, that is before them. But uh, I, I did see that, that I, I know Baylor shoots a, a million threes, and they're very successful in Hartford. Not only this year, last year they were, I think, top five in the country in three-point field goal percentage defense. This year they led the league, and I think they're 18th or 19th in the country. So, yeah, they've done a really good job getting out to the perimeter. And a lot, a lot of that has to do with, I think, the, the physical play of Tracy Carter and just how he can – He's got quick hands. He can anticipate. And like John always says, if, if you leave that ball there a little bit, he's going to grab it and try to take it the other way from you. Jeff, what do you think uh, mindset of the team will be? I mean, their first uh, ever NCAA tournament appearance, uh, 16 versus a one. Uh, yeah, what, what, I mean, how do, how do you calm the nerves enough, do you know, to, to play your game in this uh, game on Friday? It'll be interesting to see, John, because Coach Gallagher said, hey, it's the house's money. You know, no one expected us to be here. Let's just go out and have fun. Easy for him to say, right? Easy for me to say when you're talking about kids that are, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. It's a little bit different. This is something they've obviously dreamed about their whole life. So I'm curious to see how they do start the game. The first half in the championship game in the America East against UMass Lowell was a choppy first half. I think it was 23-18, I think, was the score at halftime. And then Austin Williams really got going. I think he had uh, 16 points in the second half. So hopefully for Hartford fans, the engine gets going a little bit, uh, you know, before they did the last time that they played. But you just don't know with nerves and things like that. And and I heard Coach Gallagher saying the other day in, in terms of Baylor's threes, Maybe, just maybe, that playing at a, at a football stadium like Lucas Oil Stadium, sometimes the backdrop isn't yeah, the same true. as a you know, normal arena, and, and maybe they'll have a bad shooting night. But that being said, the same has to you know, go with Hartford. Hartford's going to have to make a gazillion threes, too, to, to keep it close. All right, final thought. Uh, used to be a staple of March Madness to say that a, a 16 seed has never beaten a one seed. Well, that changed three years ago when uh, UMBC beat Virginia, and UMBC is in your league, right? The America East. Yeah, they so, are. Yeah. yeah, they were the number two seed in the league, and that, that that's right. For all the years, no, they said it could never be done. Right. And I was watching that game with a couple of friends, and um, it, it's it's five. There's like five minutes to go in the game, and you. UMBC is winning by like 25, and I still don't feel comfortable. I said, they're playing Virginia. It's Virginia. Right. They're going to come back, watch. And they said, Jeff, the game is over. And sure enough, yeah, UMBC, uh, just an unbelievable uh, game. You know, Miles hit a bunch of threes, and they, they, they played the perfect, absolute perfect game. And Virginia goes on the next year to win the national championship. So I'm sure it was told a few times during their preseason gap the following year that uh, we can't let this happen again. But – that's what's the great, as you guys know, about about college basketball is that you just never know. You have to go out there and play the games. And I'm sure Coach Gallagher uh, the last couple of days has, has either shown that game or said, listen, look what UMBC did. And, and, John, talking to the guys at UMBC, they said that so many folks, fans, I guess, from around the country Googled UMBC because no, huh. nobody knew what it was. Right. University of Maryland and Baltimore County. Right. And – I guess a website broke and crashed that night oh. because so many people were on it trying to find out a little bit more about the UMBC Retrievers. How about that? Wow. How about that? Well, you know, that uh, is not in the not-too-distant past and uh, certainly gives 16 seeds, you know, hope every time they tee it up now in the tournament. 
Yeah, it should be a fun game. Hopefully the kids can enjoy the moment. It, it doesn't happen. It's never happened in Hartford history. And, you know, it will be nice if it's a, a fun tournament. But I think just uh, I said earlier um, that I, just hats off to the, the kids and the coaches and the NCAA for, for making this happen. Yeah. I think I think all of us needed college basketball this year. Boy, I'm into that. I agree with that completely. Hey, Jeff, great to visit with you. Thank you very much. Yeah, John, thank you, right. and, and best of luck. Hope you have a great call this week. And you as well. Thanks very much. Thank Jeff you. Dooley okay. is the play-by-play voice for the Hartford Hawks.